We're everywhere. Radio, the internet, TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like, real easy. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Ben has an opportunity provided he gets uh, the required negative testing to to be available to play. We're going to build our plan around getting Mason ready to play. We're going to highlight his talents and skills relative to the opponents that we intend to play. We're going to build that plan. We're going to work that plan. We've got a young offensive unit, and we'll let that lead throughout the week. That's the league. I mean, that's what they want. It's parity. There's a lot of parity in the league. Anybody can beat anybody, truly, and and I think the league is, is very, very wide open. Uh, you had, um, you know, Jacksonville had a big upset a couple weeks Buffalo. ago. Buffalo, yeah. Uh, it was surprising to a lot of people. That's a lot of, like, outcome thinking, and um, you can't really focus on that. It's hard to, but you shouldn't have to let something bad happen to you to be good, if that makes sense. Like, you should just demand yourself to be good all the time, regardless of if your last play or your last game was good or bad. So um, that's something that you just have to take for a grain of salt and just keep moving forward. And, um, don't focus on the past and don't focus on the future. Well, there's no chatter there. Mike Tomlin on Roethlisberger. Love the fact he's optimistic about Mason Rudolph's talents. Um, Aaron Rodgers and Mac Jones. What in the Wilson for us getting ready for week 11 in the NFL? It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing in Vegas. Glad to be with you. Chris Pavona, our producer in New York. We got a loaded show for you today. Two hours of fun and parole. Savali, take it to Scott Perel. Four Eastern on the network. And we've got Chuck Esposito out of the gate, our friend from Red Rock Station Casino. Cam Stewart, fasten your seatbelts. Cammy's checking in this hour. And we love Wednesdays. Our second hour, Mark Lawrence from PlaybookSports.com on the NFL and on college football. Without further ado, because he's kind enough to join us, and we always get our little contest updates and see what's shaking with our bud Chuck Esposito comes with us right out of the gate today over at Red Rock. If you haven't been out there, you come in from out of town, get the STN mobile app, swing around, check out one of the station properties in Vegas. I think you'll really love all the amenities and the cool things they have to offer. How's it going today, Chuck? It's going well, B. It's always good to jump on with you and uh, chat a little bit in the middle of the week and see what's going on. So we had a winner in one of the last man standing contests. You always kind of give us the midweek update. I can only imagine we had some pretty big upsets last week. Uh, where do we stand? Yeah, as we talked about, we did have a winner. Uh, came in yesterday, presented with the big check of a $100,000 for the college contest. Uh, kind of a, a big thing. Super excited. Uh, I was just really ecstatic about it and uh, uh, excited to win that, as we all would be. Um, looking at the pro contest, 150000 guaranteed. Uh, going into last week, we had six contestants. There are a lucky two remaining oh, contestants in the pro football last man standing. Two contestants still alive. When do they have to get those plays in, Chuck? Just before the whatever game they're going to use starts. Um, you know, they, they can hold out and play the Monday night game if they want. They can play the Thursday night game. They can play, uh, you know, the earlier late games on, on Sunday, just as long as they turn a pick in um, before the game starts. So it's really, you know, up to them uh, what their, you know, kind of strategy is. And uh, the college winner was interesting. He uh, pretty much had, I think he had favorites every week. 
um, had a scare in that Oklahoma-Texas game and picked the same college team uh, back-to-back weeks the last six weeks, um, uh, you know, to, to win it. So, he, uh, he, you know, that's kind of the strategy he employed. And we'll be interested to hear what the, the pro football winner says as well. I wonder if they know would know who each other are. I, it's funny, you know, you're on the golf course and you both have three-footers and you go, good, good. Or it's a poker game and it's down to the final two and go, we'll split the pot. <laughs> if there'd be any sidebar negotiating. But that's interesting to have a head-to-head matchup. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. I mean, both of us still be alive. And there was six, you know, alive. And, you know, cut that uh, by two-thirds going into this last weekend. But there's still two lucky contestants alive. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how it fares this week if we have a winner or not. Hey, the midweek games, uh, the the MAC games, Chuck, and I know you get advanced numbers for next week. We'll talk about that uh, in the next segment. But I just the MAC is kind of down this year, you know. But it's a fun conference. But I just was thinking about this, Chuck. If you think about it, these weeknight games, and you think of the guys, great quarterbacks, Antonio Brown, Khalil Mack, guys that have come out of the MAC. I mean, the fact that these weeknight games are on. I mean, a coach walking in to recruit kids goes, yeah, you're going to play four nationally televised games a year. That helps the MAC when it comes to recruiting. Yeah, I, I would think so, B. I mean, you have an isolated game on. It's, they're on you know, national TV. You get a lot of hype. I mean, from our side of it, we love it. I mean, when you've got MAC action, MACTION, as we like to call it, you know, on, on Tuesday and Wednesday, it's great. You know, we, had the, we talked about it last week, the, the grand salami on the board. Um, there's just a lot of, you know, fun ways, but these are definitely isolated games that, that do draw an added amount of attention. Um, if they were just kind of on the schedule on Saturday, I think you'd see a fraction of the handle that you generate tonight. By the way, you get the Max Salami again, and all things being equal for Mac games, those were relatively low scoring last night. So and then I, <laughs> They were. Yeah. They were scoring was uh, you know was was crazy uh, last week, but yeah, I, I would agree with you that last night's games were uh, you know not quite what we've seen. There, there's a lack of uh, you know uh, defense that's played in that conference for the most part, but uh, those kids stepped up and played a little bit closer games last night and lower scoring games, uh, lower scoring I should say. FYI, maybe rain and wind in Buffalo for that game with Northern Illinois. All right, we're off to the race today Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Back with Chuck Esposito, Sirius 159. And the-, the Sports Grid Radio Network presents This Date in Sports History. The satisfaction is not being carried off the field. The satisfaction is in the, in the chase for excellence. 1990, the New York Giants improved to 10-0 by shutting out the Detroit Lions. Big Blue went on to knock out the 49ers in the NFC Championship. Then New York went on to beat the Bills 20-19 in the Super Bowl. As fleeting as it is, it's very special. For Sports Grid Radio, I'm Mike Demerges. Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports talk, right here. You're listening to Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing.
Thank you, Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing back with you in Vegas. Chris Pavona, our beloved producer. He's not a maroon. He's not an ignoramus. Let's <laughs> see how quick he is on the button. He's already playing a tune. We love doing this, man. This is good fun. And we have Chuck Esposito from Red Rock joining us. During the commercial uh, on the network, they were running a promo, and it was the old Pittsburgh announcer, Mike Lang and Chuck and I were kind of laughing because Lemieux beat him like a rented mule. Like, what were the other ones, Chuck? Um, Elvis has left the building. Scratch my back with a hacksaw. I love hockey announcers that have their, their fun catchphrases. What a maroon. <laughs> what an ignoranimous. <laughs> yeah, a little slow on the uptake. There. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, buddy. No, uh, you love a good announcer, Chuck. Those guys, I mean, they add something to the game, right? I mean, and I know Rick Jenner at Top Shelf where Mama hides the cookies. You know, all those cool I things. think for, for, for all sports, B, I mean, when you've got an announcer like that, and, you know, for me growing up as a Cubs fan and, and having, you know, uh, Jack Brickhouse when I was a kid and then Harry Carey when I got, you know, a little bit older. and hey. Just, they, right, hey, look at the guy <laughs> under the sombrero. I mean, it, it, it just it just adds a you know an, an element. You know, I mean, even you know, I remember Jack Brickhouse, the home run call. You know, uh, hey hey, uh, when when Banks or, or Williams would hit a home run, and um, it's just when when you've got an announcer like that that you kind of follow and you've got his catchphrases, and it, it does it adds a, a a serious entertainment aspect to the game. But Kenny Harrison, right? Put it on the board. Right, right, yep. Oh, hey, let's yep, get back very, to football, my good. friend. We got, uh, you know, all kinds of news and notes. Oh, by the way, on the hockey front, one quick thing. Uh, the Golden Knights played a game last night, and it's like they lose a guy every game. I don't know. We haven't gotten any official word. Shea Theodore, it appeared he banged his head against the boards, and he had a concussion last year. And then Dodonov got a nasty cut, a stick up and underneath the visor. These guys can't play a game without an injury. But the broader story, Chuck, is this deal in Ottawa. Pittsburgh had an outbreak with eight players and a coach. They went one, four, and two during all of that. And they're up against it. And they lost to Buffalo last night. Ottawa's not a playoff team. Good young team. Play hard. But, Chuck, you get an outbreak of ten guys on that team. And now they've canceled three games through November 20th. We got to keep close tabs on this because that's that's scary and that's something the league's got to keep a real watchful eye on. Oh, they absolutely do. Be you don't you know? Hopefully, you don't want it to affect other other teams and and you know and, and other games. But it is something that we have to keep an eye on. Absolutely. All right. How about on the uh, NFL front? What we're racing towards this weekend in terms of movement, injury news and notes, all the things you guys are keeping a very watchful eye on. What is front and center for Chuck Esposito here in week 11? I, I think it is all the, the kind of the movement, the, the injury front, the, um, the, the COVID protocols, the uncertainty of so many players. I mean, just kind of starting from the top. I mean, you've got, you know, Thursday night, is, is Harris playing for New England? Is Patterson playing for Atlanta? Uh, looking at, at, at Sunday, you know, it's looking more and more like Jared Goff won't play and that Tim Boyle would get the start. And he's been on IR all year. So where does that number go to? Um, you know, kind of the, the Sunday night game. Steelers, Chargers. You could have no Bosa, no Big Ben, uh, other players as well. Um, so there's just a lot of uncertainty right now. You don't know if Murray or Hopper are going to be back for Arizona, although it looks a little bit more like 
like Murray May, um, Chubb, will he be there for Cleveland in that game against Detroit? And, and what about Kamara with the short turnaround, knowing that they play um, the late game on Thanksgiving at home to Buffalo? Um, are they going to keep him out this weekend? So you've got uh, Kamara, you know, give him an extra week to rest uh, for that Thursday night tilt. So um, just a, a lot of kind of uncertainty right now that's affecting the numbers across the board. How about a big-picture outlook, Chuck, for you as we really race now into the second half of the season? We see the kind of the division front runners and the power brokers and guys that look like they're in, in good shape. Uh, the wild-card races are interesting. I mean, the Niners, if they play like they played against the Rams, they could be marginally interesting. I still say Indianapolis is a team you want to go near uh, when the postseason gets here. What do you think big-picture? Who are the teams you're watching? You know, B, it really is expecting unexpected what we talked about on Monday. It's the teams that I'm watching one week. I'm not as much the following week. Um, I mean, I'm watching them all, but I just mean from, you know, having that feeling that, hey, they're the team to beat. Um, I, I'm not sure right now. I guess the only constant is, is Tennessee. They've got a very favorable schedule, actually the easiest schedule in the league over the second half of the season. You know, if they can somehow get that number one seed and then get an extra week of rest for uh, uh, for Henry, I'm not 100% sure he comes back, but if he does, I mean, that's going to be a big part of it. And the NFC, we know how tough it is to have to go through Lambeau. And, with you know, with Tampa and the Rams and Arizona kind of stubbing their toe of late, I mean, you really open the door for Green Bay. Defensively, they're playing really well right now. Um, you know, those are two tough spots to have to go through as far as home field advantage goes. Um, but for me, it's, again, expect the unexpected. And these wild card races are wide open. I think with three wild card teams and the extra week this year, teams that are four and five right now, maybe even three and six, a team like Seattle, you can't rule out like maybe you could in past years. I think it's a, a great job Belichick's doing here. Jones, young quarterback, Really playing well, getting better every week. The defense, they got a lot of guys back that opted out last year. There's a lot of good things they're doing, Chuck. But at this, I still look at it go, the schedule. They played Miami, the Jets, got thumped by the Saints. Good game, played a hard game, lost to the Bucks. Houston could have beat the Cowboys. But then Jets, Chargers, Panthers, and a beat-up Browns team. I think New England, it's, they're really heading the right way and maybe – get turning a corner a lot quicker than people thought. But I don't know that it's as great as people are making it out to be. I think it's very good, but I, I think they're they're going over the top a little bit because of Belichick. Yeah, I think it's a, you know, it, it's hard to say right now, but I think you could look at both teams in the NFC East. I mean, or in the AFC East. Look at who the Bills have really played this year. And, you know, they're, 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 their toughest game was against Tennessee, and they got beat. Um, you know, they have a tougher test this week. They've had a relatively easy schedule. Um, they, they've kind of played at a level of their, of their opponents. They've got a lot of points in garbage time. They throw more in garbage time deep than any team in the league, which I don't understand why. Um, you might be able to answer that question better than I can. But I think the fact that they still play each other twice, and one of them's a Monday night game, week 13, in Buffalo, I think we'll get a gauge of, you know, how how big that gap is maybe between uh, New England and Buffalo. The other thing for me with New England is that they're undefeated on the road. And in that league, if you can play some defense, if you can win on the road, and you can run the ball, it usually spells success. And those are kind of three keys for me with New England 
Um, I think it's going to be fun to watch them and Buffalo kind of battle it out. I still would put Buffalo as the best team in the AFC for me right now. Um, but uh, it's, it's fun to watch New England with a young quarterback and, and the way they play defense and run the ball that uh, they're kind of making it a, at least a little bit interesting at this point. But beating the Browns gives them a leg up uh, for a tiebreaker in the wild card. I mean, they're, they're certainly part of the discussion. Uh, it's going to be a fun. Oh, they absolutely are. With the, yep. The, 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 you know. Go ahead, buddy. Tell about the STM mobile app. we got about 40 seconds. you still got the sign-up bonus, which is a great deal. Yep, up to $100 sign-up bonus fee for, for new uh, guests uh, coming in to sign up. Sign up for over $50. You get a, a cool STN mobile cap. And with all these sports going on that we've been talking about and the holidays, we got the Turkey Day early lines up on those three games. It's a great time to have the app. It really does bring the sports book to you. Buddy, always a treat. We love talking to you. And we invite people, when you come to town, check out the station. You see it's all around the Las Vegas Valley. Chuck, have a great day, bud. Thank you. All right. Thanks, B. Chat with you soon. Cam Stewart's in the on-deck circle. Don't go anywhere. This is the Technology Minute with George Capalbo. Does your domestic Android seem to have limited social awareness? I think you know what the problem is. Researchers at MIT are working on going from this... We can coexist, but only on my terms. ...to something more like... Please say text to me so we can plan your destruction together. MIT CSAIL has created an environment where robots learn empathy and social skills by working together to succeed at simple tasks. Computed and recorded, dear. Rewarded for good behavior, but punished when bad. This is the voice of world control. Kind of like training your dog to behave, but hopefully not impossible like trying to train your cat. Capello on Twitter and stay tuned to the Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this. We know things are nuts out there. You need something to depend on. That's where we come in. Coming to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. With the sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. Depend on it. Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Network. Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing in Las Vegas, Sirius 159, Sportsbook Radio News, Chris Pavone's producer, and we warn all of you, here he comes, like a house of fire, the man, our buddy Cam Stewart, we head north of the border to check in Cammy. we got some golf tournaments this week, we wanted to get Cammy's take on, wrapping up the European tour, and got to start looking for the guys that have, uh, you know, have a swimming pool on Sea Island, right, I mean, the home course pigeon golf cam. It's the end of the year, but there's still some opportunities in golf, buddy. Yeah, we all wish could be like Jason Kokrak and take the week off, Brian. Can you believe this guy? First eight years of his career, no wins. Last 13 months, he's got three. So he said, screw it. I don't need this tournament. So he's taking time off. But you're right. Webb Simpson, uh, Harris English, a lot of these guys uh, from around the area. But, you know, I know you. You look for great. 
grenades and bombs and everybody else. But uh, uh, we'll see. There's a couple really good players around like the mid-20s that I'm kind of targeting this week. Current form matters. And you talked about Kokrek, what he did last week. I mean, he almost missed the cut cam and came back and won. Brian, it's one of the best stories that no one's talked about. It was unbelievable. So the guy was eight under. They stopped play. He had seven more holes to go. He went triple, double, a couple other bogeys. He finished seven over on his uh, final seven holes, and he still won the golf tournament on the weekend with a 66 and a 65. Now that is determination. I got to give Kokrak all the credit in the world. He's He stared down Xander Shifley. He's did it to Scotty Scheffler. When this guy's in contention, Brian, he closed the door, and that's something to look for in the future. Kokrak, this guy's a straight-up assassin. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay, so for the tournament this week at Sea Island, Scheffler 14, Webb Simpson, anything Carolina, that neck of the woods, you got to take a look at. Uh, Cameron Smith, 18 to 1. Louis played well there, 22 to 1. But I'm telling you, you're doing the, the, the neighborhood watch. Uh, Kisner, you automatically know, you got to consider the Bulldog, right? Kevin Kisner, he's on the board at 40 to 1. How about a guy that lives on Sea Island at a balloon number? How about Keith Mitchell at 100 to 1? Great pick, Brian. Keith Mitchell's actually been playing really good uh, the last couple of weeks. He just can't get it done over the weekend. Kind of a Thursday, Friday warrior, but uh, his odds are crazy. You're giving me Keith Mitchell at 100 to 1. He should be in the 60 to 1 range, I'm thinking, with like Joel Damon and Brendan Todd and and, and along with those guys, Justin Rose. But yeah, he's going to make the card. He's actually one of the underdogs that I looked at. Kisner has to be played, Brian, at 40 to 1. That's a wicked price for Kevin Kisner. Fairways and greens, if he gets that putter rolling. I love this guy this week. Also, Watch out for, I know you hate uh, uh, his hat, Brian. You always say, hey, you, you got a bowl of soup with that hat? I'm Joel Damon. But anyway, Joel Damon's 55-1, to 1 and he finished T4 last week. I'd look out for him. Small ball hitter who could do well here, too. Brendan Todd, 60-1. to 1. Watch out for him. Honestly, Cam, I mean, forget Kepka, DeChambeau, Mickelson, Woods, all these made-for-TV events, the match. All That's right. so bad. Yeah. That you know, match sucks. Yeah. Well, here, like, here, come on. Here, here's here's the match. Here's the one they should do. Joel Damon versus Kirk Triplett. The two worst hats <laughs> in the history of golf. <laughs> yeah, and then Charles Schwartzel versus Charles Hal the third in a corn in the corn on the cob eating contest with those yeah. razor blades for teeth. <laughs> those are sharp, baby. Those are like Gillette Mach six. Big choppers. At the end, they go to extra time. The 19th hole, Joel Damon makes a 40-footer, wins the match. And at the end, you know, the trophy is this huge, huge bowl of soup. I like that. And in, and in the corn eating contest, Brian, if it goes to extra holes with Schwartzel and Hal, they have to bite through a tree, like pretend their teeth are chainsaws. And then the winner, they get all the cash. That's what we're going to oh. do with those teeth. Oh, those guys would be great on Survivor. Can you start fire with those things? <laughs> <laughs> we're such we're such idiots. Look at me. I'm I'm a guy with red hair and blonde eyebrows. I look like Brock Lesnar, and I'm making fun of this guy. This guy's chompers. I got my own problems. <laughs> nah, we all have problems. Hey, if you can't laugh, you can't laugh. What do you make of the exactly. European Tour? It's the tour, the DP World Tour Championship. Over in Cutter, that neck of the woods, I'm always looking at a guy like Martin Keimer. But don't forget, this is different than uh, the tour championship in the States where they're not giving him a running head start and the you know one guy starts at 10 under. There's a tournament with $2 million on the line, but then there's the season championship that's being played inside the tournament too. 
Yeah, no, this is an interesting one, Brian. I look in the European tour and, hey, Rory McIlroy is in better form, but 6-1 to one pass. Colin Morikawa, 8-plus uh, eight 850, I can't do it. Tommy Fleetwood's actually been playing better, but he can't close the door. So I'm kind of looking in, you know, it's a little bit chalky, but like the ninth, 10th selection, burnt. How do you like your burgers, Brian? Burnt. Weisburger. <laughs> Put that on the grill. This guy's hot. 22 to 1. I think he's a guy you got to look at. I know you always want to go for more bombs. You know who's been playing well and kind of flying under the radar that people don't know about? Sean Crocker, um, American golfer on the European tour, maybe for a top 10 bet. Uh, he's 55 to 1 there. And I like first round leader Richard Bland, Dick Bland. What's he, 75 to 1 to win the tournament? No, he, you know, that's a, that's a good one, buddy, because. He starts good. He just fades on Sundays. Exactly. Like, who are you looking at, Brian, for bombs? Because, I hey, I don't think I'm going to be taking too many bombs in this tournament because I'm looking at these guys, and I'm sure, like, John Catlin, 125 to 1, he's done well. Bjork can show up sometimes. Uh, our boy, hey, Guido, Guido Migliosi's 110. <laughs> hey, gotta... Guido. <laughs> hey, Guido. Uh, anyway, gotta... but I... <laughs> I got a break. I got a break. I... We'll be right back. Oh, I got a break. No, no. That's too funny, man. I got to take a quick time out. But I, I would take a look. 22 to 1. Paul Casey's a money player. Coming right back to Ooh. Vegas. No, no, we don't have to take a break. I'm losing my marbles. What right the hell are you doing? Hey, blessing. You're senile. Uh, don't worry. I got diabetes and you can't remember your name. We. What a maroon. <laughs> what an ignoramus. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know what I did five minutes ago, Cam, but I can remember five no, I'm struggling too. when I'm five. Uh, it's, it's bro- okay, so back, back to the topic. I think Paul Casey's a money player now. I think he's a different guy. Can kind of close it out. 22 to one's low, but it's reasonable. And I know you like, uh, you said Horschel, you know, uh, the PGA Tour guy going over there making a little bit of noise. What do you make of Garrick Higo kind of, he had that little hot stretch cam, but he, he's turned into one of these guys where, you know, you get the three-week current form cycle, and that's it. you got to find out when he's hot again. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And uh, here, here's the thing, though. Uh, I'd also look at um, the Hogards, Nikolai Hogard and Rasmus Hogard, the brothers, 160 and 166. I think they're, they're in a good position to make some noise. Higo, I'm going to pass on, even though he could be there, Brian. But uh, looking in the another 75 range thomas dietrich that is a bad that's a crazy price for a guy that is in contention a lot on the european tour watch out for thomas dietrich that guy's got game i love the european tour this is a good tournament man i mean honestly for these guys i mean in the grand it's still good money but compared to the pga tour they're playing for peanuts this this tournament's the real mccoy man i mean you're gonna have a lot of nervous guys in this tournament yeah, for sure. And the, the thing is, like, I'm just really surprised. Like, I like Rory McIlroy's much, like, but six to one and Morikawa eight. These are also guys that, you know, they, they spend uh, more cowers more on the PGA Tour. Rory goes back and forth, but more PGA. I kind of look at these guys that uh, have played a little bit more, like Weisberger. You talk about, and Brian, the thing why I like Billy Horschel at 28 to one, he plays really well when he goes overseas. He's got that, like, USA versus the world attitude. And, the fans kind of liked it. They embraced him when he was England, and I think he's uh, very dangerous at twenty-eight to one. Well, I mean, in a weird way, they're kind of similar. I mean, Horschel and Patrick Reed. Reed's played really well in the European Tour. They Good love call. that us against the world mentality, right? 
They do. They do. Yeah, like, Brian, I'm trying to find a bomb for you because I know you usually don't like to start grenade hunting at about, like, at least 50 or 60 to 1. But um, the only two guys I can get for you, I like Dietrich at 75, as I mentioned. Richard Bland, first-round leader. He's also 75 to 1 in the tournament. And Audrey Arnos at 75 to 1. Watch out for him. We watch a lot of golf. That guy's a leaderboard machine as well. No, he's a guy who can go low. That's that's the thing with him. Let me ask you just have you put any thought into this? Because the PGA Tour, we're going to start learning the new guys, the, the guys off the Corn Ferry Tour and Mito Pereira's of the world, and who are the guys yeah. who are going to step up and be somebody. Who do you look at in this young crop of European tour guys that, A, take a big step forward this coming year, and then ultimately are guys that are going to make noise on the PGA Tour? Well, we mentioned one one of them earlier, Guido. Guido Migliosi, I think, is going to be really, really good, Bri. Once he gets acclimated, he's going to be playing on the PGA Tour in a couple events and on the European Tour. I think he's absolutely dangerous. And, uh, yeah, he's my, he's basically my guy. And watch out for Johannes Veerman, too, for people who don't know him. I think he's a, a dangerous player that not many people know. He's 125-1 to 1 this week. But Guido is really, really good. And uh, once he starts to figure it out week by week – this guy's going to cash some winning tickets. Hey, you were saying you're looking for a bomber, and, I, you know, he's... Jamie Donaldson? A, nope. A guy that I think played a lot of good golf this year. Armitage? Because, uh, because it was a Ryder Cup year. What do you think of Poulter coming in here at 60-1? to 1? It's actually a good... I was I, I was looking at Poulter, 60-1. to 1. I don't know if he's going to win, Brian, but more of a top-10 play. I do like that. Poulter's a grinder, too. He'll play well He'll play well in this tournament, too. Like, you look at the field, he's not intimidated by anybody. That is a really nice price. Like, he's priced better than, like, uh, McIntyre, Crocker, Lucas Herbert, all these guys, Danny Willett. He's 60-1. to 1. That's a very, very nice price. He's our pal Cam Stewart, going to be on with... Gabe Marinci later in the day. We love it when he's got time to join us. And we've got the Light the Lamp podcast available. Good hockey talk. We'll check in on a couple topics when we come back with Cammy, And that podcast all on the Sports Grid platform. We're coming back to Vegas in a moment. Stick around. Yeah, you got flat shoes. It's simple. Sports professor Rick Harrow inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports with some latest entrepreneurial news as a Sports News Minute. Well, NBC, Comcast, Tech Accelerator, brainchild of that network to get out in the job space and create some opportunities for investment for companies that will be big time in tech, obviously gaming, crypto, all kinds of sports. But now there is a consulting opportunity for PGA Tour, WWE, snowboarding, skiing, all of the entities that have existing relationships with NBC will now have an opportunity to throw their advice and content in as the accelerator uses these sports to create new opportunities and new deals down the road. This is a first step for the network, and it's going to work out very well. Sports Professor Ricardo, Sports News Minute. There's knowing how to play the game. And then there's knowing how the game is played. We are the second part. Some call it strategy, but we just call it the edge. Come and get it. 
your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Everybody jumps for joy when Cam Stewart joins Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Love it. Cammy do they, Brian? Energy. <laughs> do they, do they, Cameron? <laughs> I do. Hey, it's Thank all you. about me. It's all about me. No, listen, buddy, I asked you during the break how the lovely Lisa is, and you said you sent her flowers. I'm like, well played. I said, what brought that on? And your answer was? Jason Kokrak. Thank you. The Jason Kokrak monies. Her real lover. Yeah, she gets flowers. Thank you, Kokrak. I appreciate it. You're winning points uh, with my lady, too. I told her she can get a dinner out of the deal, too, as long as uh, we don't go to, like, some crazy steakhouse for, like, uh, five, 600 bucks. But, you know, something around uh, the Red Lobster Olive Garden uh, region, Brian. <laughs> yeah. You know, here's, buddy, I swear to you, my... Um, my beloved, I'm sorry. It is what it is. We've been together forever and a day. And, you know, like Valentine's, a Hallmark card, she ain't getting an index card. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, like every every day is Valentine's. This is the game. Every day is Valentine's Day. Every day is your birthday. I love you each and every day. Uh, guys, do this. It works. You know, you know, you, you say, you, I, I had a buddy because he knew I wouldn't get her flowers on Valentine's Day. And he was sending her flowers on Valentine's Day every year, uh, my friend. And I, and I go, here, honey, I got you flowers. And they're from the other guy. And she, it was like a running joke. And then, what a bad beat. And then this guy went and got married. No more flowers. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty brutal, Brian. Getting a friend to send your wife flowers? That's it. Wow. Come on. I got more angles. <laughs> I got more angles than a geometry teacher. You, you do. I, what the hell? What the hell's going on here? That's wild. No, that's cool, man. Uh, no, I don't get that very often. It's funny though. Like, uh, it's funny when your girlfriend knows that you're gambling, right? It's like she knew that that gleam in my eye. She knew that I won with coke rack, right? It's funny, Brian. When we're winning, we're I'm like, hey, throwing it around like I'm making it rain. But uh, you know, it's hard, right? So those days where I'm saying it's been a tough board, like we got screwed in hockey last night. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, you're not going to get flowers every night so i'd like no, to thank Coprack. Well, all right my, my last piece of advice for the uh, male population out there it's called qvc and the home shopping network so when i'm walking in the door after work and, and there's a box sitting on, on the you know at the doorstep from the qvc i walk in i pick up the box and i go happy valentine's day i mean that's what you do i was like knock yourself i'm the worst shopper in the world i mean i i got her the worst presents i mean heartfelt Gave it a go 40 years ago, and to this day, she still makes fun of me for the presents I bought. And I'm like, guess what? That ship has sailed. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to save the money for Marlboro's, buddy. <laughs> I know you're a carton, man. You don't like to go pack by pack. Yeah. Hey, hey, honey, what do you what do you want? I got you a bottle of Ricola vodka and a carton of Marlboro's. I love you, Rhonda. I love you. She does love you. <laughs> she does. Hey, Brian, I got something for you. How about this four-game uh, four banger tonight? Are we ready? Yeah. i got to put a parlay together on the air. You're going to like this one. Vancouver Canucks in an upset of Colorado. Chicago, Seattle over five and a half. Seattle money line and the LA Kings, it pays 12.5 to one. What do you okay. think about that? 
I am. I have. Uh, I am playing Chicago Seattle over. I saw six. You're seeing a five and a half. Yeah, got five and a half. Yep. I I like that game over. Seattle's playing real high octane. Those people are nuts up there. They're not playing a dump and chase game. They're all sucked into the atmosphere. I like that game over. I'm with you. Now, you're going to earn this if Vancouver wins because if Colorado steps on them again tomorrow, and we talked about this on the podcast camp, either Benning or Green or both are done tomorrow if Colorado beats them bad tonight. Oh, I agree. Uh, this is Vancouver. And the thing is, do they like green? If they do, I think they're going to play for them uh, tonight. Let's re- let's remember. They see that's the whole problem. I don't know what what to think of this, but I know I know this. JT Confer's out for a long time for Colorado. No McKinnon. If they're going to do it with Ryan, desperate team at home, getting thirty five cents, I could buy into Vancouver tonight. But you're right, it's a big leap of leap of faith, and I can't believe how well those teams in the Pacific Division. You said it. The Ducks. Eight wins in a row. They beat Washington last night. S.J. Sharkey smokes Minnesota. Uh, but I think the the Capitals tonight, after losing in overtime, beat the Kings. It's a pickup. By the way, uh, we go up to Scott Farrell on the network at 4 Eastern. And then I, I do Vegas Hockey Hotline locally in Vegas, KSHP.com. There's a listen live function. Our dear friend Dennis Bernstein from the fourth period is going to join me on the hockey show today, Cam. He's front and center. He's there covering the Kings. He's there for every game. And, and I'm just posing the question. What's in the water in Southern California with the Ducks and the Kings? It's like they're dragging each other along. Know what it is? Hockey's different than any other sport, and you know that, Brian. Young guys, if you work hard and you back check and you just simply want it more than the other team, you can win. Usually in football, better team. But right now, the Sharks, you watch them, great work ethic. The Kings, the same thing. The Anaheim Ducks have won eight games in a row and beat Alex Ovechkin and Washington. They're getting great goaltending from Gibson. That's the thing. Everyone used to laugh at the division, Brian. These guys are all on fire. Their young players are good. And Zegras on Anaheim? Whoa, man, this guy's got a huge future, a superstar in the making. I love the young players, Cam. I mean, this league, with each pass year, you know, you think about it in all sports. You know, we do the high school football games on TV here in Vegas, and we've been doing it for the end of our 13th year. And we'll see kids and go, that kid's playing Saturdays. And we've watched the development of this where we, like we saw a kid at Gorman as a freshman, Anu Solomon, going, what is this kid going to be? Well, he ends up playing at Arizona, and you know these. So, but the point is, in high school football, they're they're running kind of pro style offenses, so freshmen can contribute in college football, and rookies can now contribute and more ready to play in their NFL debut season. And in hockey, the world's a smaller place. These kids are so talented. I mean, they're making the league now, Cam, the good ones. You know, the, the handful of them are 18, 19. But they're, they're all making it now by the time they're 20, 21. And they're good. No, they're real good. And the thing is, uh, a lot of these guys, Brian, you know, they've been in the U.S. developmental program playing junior hockey. And that's the thing. Know what I've learned about kids these days? They're not afraid. Like, remember when we started, like, watching sports? It's like, you're a quarterback. You're going to wait on the sidelines. You're going to learn under the veteran. Now, 
they throw these guys in the fire and it's the same for hockey. They're not intimidated. And the thing is they play two way games and I got to hand it, I got to hand it to these teams like the ducks and stuff. That's the beautiful thing. You go from one of the worst teams to getting it done. And all it takes a couple good rookies, Brian, some goaltending and a work ethic that can't be beat. That's the thing, man. These teams just simply are just all over the place. They're playing two way hockey and that's getting it done. Cammy, turn to football, get your take NFL. I'm telling you, uh, we said this four weeks ago, three weeks ago. Kansas City, 14 to 1. Really? Like, you think they're not going to, you know, get a stone in their shoe at some point? I don't know, you know, whether they win the whole thing, but, but you know, they have back class. The one I, I kept looking at, 80 to 1 on the Colts. I don't know if they can get in. You don't want any part of these guys. Who do you think's a viable future play in the NFL at a price? Wow, what a question. I, I, I really like that Colts uh, call there. Um, yes, Kansas City at that price I think is very, very good. That price is gone. That's gone. Oh, that yeah, that, that, that's ago. history. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think, Brian. What do you think? What do you make of the uh, Niners, what, what you saw the other night? I don't think I don't think they can ma- maintain it, Brian. I'm actually going to make a prediction. I think Jacksonville beats them outright this week. How's that oh. for a prediction? And I'll take well, the right. six six and a half as well. I, I they haven't won the game yet. This team beat Buffalo. We'll see. It just seems like a letdown spot for San Francisco. I'm still not sold on Jimmy G. Uh, they do. San Francisco's good when they turn it into a street fight and they pound the rock with Mitchell. But I just don't think they're good enough, uh, Brian, to get it done. But uh, yeah, you can get a good number if they get a go on a tootsie roll. And right now, that win against the Rams. Is pretty good and how flaky are the rams too many prima donnas on that team uh it's like snyder and the red uh, the, well, at the time the washington redskins years ago tried to buy an all-star team that didn't work doesn't work well. no it doesn't work but here's one that's interesting the minnesota come, the but well minnesota's another one that's a good i had them last week another a team that's they just they find ways to lose it's unbelievable no but the one the buy maybe came at the right time. Time sometimes the buy is a bad thing. This was a good thing. Can Cincinnati reboot here off the buy? I think they can. I really like this spot against uh, the Vegas Raiders. I know in your back door, uh, backyard, but I think Cincinnati's going to show up this week. They needed this. This team has looked awful the last couple weeks. I do like the Bryant. It's a great situation. It's basically a pick of right? They're a better team than the Raiders. I'll take Cincinnati this week. I'm not sure how deep they're going to go. I don't think they're a championship caliber team, but I'll bet them this week. It's uh, one of the games that made the card. Well played. Well played. So how is our pal Gabe doing? Oh, he's doing great. Uh, we were watching the. Did you see that Canada soccer game against Mexico? They're playing it in Edmonton. Oh, oh, it was oh, like minus. Way. It was like minus six Fahrenheit. In the ice bowl. The Mexicans got blankets. <laughs> oh, was that not? No, that's what a no, great move. <laughs> that's no joke. I mean, was that not one of the plays of the year? That there's like a foot of snow on the sidelines. There's snow on the day of, and Canada is good in soccer. And Mexico's up there going, get me out of here. Oh, no, the thing is, too, Brian, the crazy thing is, though, the book's cleaned up. They showed the field and the snow and everything, even though they had the tarp. Everybody smashed the under. Uh, the two, two, it was two and a half, went down to two. And the final score, Mexico gets a late goal, two to one. The book's cleaned up. Everybody was on the under last night because of the conditions. Love you, pal. This is an absolute treat. I can't, you know, I love when you... You jump on with us. It's going to be a fun weekend. What do you, what's uh, college football? Tell me we're not seeing Notre Dame in the in the playoff. Please, that's tell not me happening. We're not seeing Notre Dame. <laughs> no, 
that's not going to happen, buddy. Don't worry about it. I'll tell you one thing, though. Alabama, they're talking like, hey, they can lose two losses and get and get in. That is absolutely ridiculous. These guys almost like played LSU like crap. They're not, they're not the same Bama team, Brian. We'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I think Georgia, if they can't beat Alabama this year, they're never going to beat them, buddy. They should be able to smoke them. Got to get this thing to eight. Give the little guy their shot because it doesn't matter. You, I you, agree. If it's four, five's mad. If it's eight, nine's. It's mad. ridiculous. Like, why would you keep it this? What for stupid sports shows to talk? Oh, this team should be in, and Michigan State's getting screwed, and blah blah blah. You're right. Like, make it eight, and we'll deal with that. And then you can't, can't complain. Oh, the nineteen's going to complain or the tenth. But having four is ridiculous when there's that many teams in college football. Come on, use your head. I still say sixteen. Make it a March Madness thing, and then the Independence Bowl. You know, maybe you got, uh, you know, NC State playing BYU or something. You get a great game and you get a playoff thing. I mean, instead, you know, we're left with the uh, Joel Damon Chapeau Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm partial to the Beef O'Brady's Bowl. <laughs> One of my favorites. Oh, yeah, Brian, I didn't tell you. Me and Gabe are representatives of the International Bowl. So we go down for the Orange Bowl in uh, Miami. We're sitting there drinking. Uh, we see these guys with, like, models. Oh, oh, yeah, they're from the Rose Bowl committee, the Orange Bowl. We're drinking with guys with no teeth at the Liberty Bowl, drinking $20 Heineken. These beers are expensive, man. <laughs> we had a blast. <laughs> yeah, and you. so you end up. Yeah, you end up on the float as the Grand Marshal. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm the representative of the International Bowl. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and knowing you two, you caused an international incident. Yeah, we actually uh, did. Uh, we'll talk about that on another show. <laughs> you love him, <laughs> yes. Stewart. You're the best, my pal. Have a good love day. Love you, Blessing. Talk soon. Coming back to wrap up the first hour of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. He's the best. Nothing like an appearance from Cam Stewart. The Sports Grid TV Network is a new streaming video sports channel for you, dedicated to serving the massive fantasy sports and wagering audience. Sports Grid TV is live, free on Vizio Smartcast, with real-time data and expert commentary featuring Pat McAfee, Scott Farrell, Gabe Marinci, Pro Football Doc Dr. David Chow, NFL Insider Adam Kaplan, and more. Simply connect to the Vizio Smart TV video service for instant access to the free sports channels to watch Sports Grid and get the winning edge. That's Sports Grid TV, free on Vizio Smartcast. search is over you found it what you've been looking for the definitive culmination of the state of the art of, of sports, sports talk. talk this is the winning edge you're listening to sports grid radio on sirius xm back to wrap up hour number one of vegas sportsbook radio tough act to follow thanks to Cam stewart took us zito in hour number one uh we've got andy isco gonna check in top of the hour talk about the mac college football games tonight and Mark Lawrence will be on board on the Saturday menu of college football in the NFL in hour number two. Chris Mavone, our producer, is back in New York. Chris, Thanksgiving dinner over the years Ooh. with the families. Okay. Uh, it's, what, what's, um, your, what's your favorite? Yeah, what, give me the, your, your Randomly, menu. I have two favorites. Like, obviously, turkey and cranberry sauce. I love that stuff. My two favorites have always been stuffed mushrooms and corn souffle. Okay, that's great. 
I no, love my it. wife's wife's stuffing's phenomenal. It's like a three day. You can eat the stuffing cold, like for two days after. The sandwiches are great. She makes sweet potatoes, mashed sweet potatoes, with uh, in a casserole dish with marshmallows over the top. Money. But now there's really? one more. There's one important thing I always have to do at least the night before uh, Thanksgiving. I have to watch planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. But uh, the reason I bring it up, uh, get everybody excited. It's, it's my favorite day of the year. I love Thanksgiving Day. Uh, the NFL players' menu will be turkey stuffing, um, maybe sweet potatoes, green bean casseroles. I don't like the cranberry sauce, but the NFL players will have all that stuff. And then you can add COVID uh, testing to their post-game meal. The testing is going to intensify for the NFL players after the holidays and mandatory mask wearing for all players and staff while inside club facilities from November 21st through December 1st. Happy Thanksgiving. I guess. I guess. Pass the apple pie a la mode and go. Oh, give a mask. Oh, it is what it is. It's the world we're living in. Hour number two, Vegas Sportsbook Radio is coming up. Sirius 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Bavona's the best. Love doing the show with him. Always makes it entertaining. We got great guests for you in hour number two, so don't go anywhere. You want to hug it out? No, not really. Let's hug it out. <laughs> 